0: Welcome to Cocktail Murder. We are here. We're back. And better than before. I are think. we better than before? I don't even know. Let me drink some
1: wine. Yeah. Um, uh, guys. <laughs> Dude, I am so tired. What a weekend. I'm gonna try. Oh, oh ooh, I almost, almost, dropped spilled. Wine, almost spilled the wine. I oh almost
0: spilled the wine out. Almost screamed. It's about to be a almost screamed. Yeah. We are gonna be like, fuck it. It's canceled. Canceled this done. week again. We're over it. Yeah. No, seriously. It's just I, been such a long week. You can hear it in our voices. Seriously. Like we are, we're done. 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 We just wanna sleep. I can't wait to sleep. I just, uh, oh. <laughs> And then there's, like, nonstop drinking. Like, we've been drinking since Wednesday of last week. Yeah, and I've been drunk since. Ugh, it's so bad. Even
1: before that, I've been drunk since. Monday Ugh, of last week, so horrible. No, Tuesday of last week, Jesus. Because Monday we went to pick up our lovely nieces and nephews.
0: Oh my God, such it was so great seeing them. It's so, so awesome, crazy to see how like fast children grow. Honestly, Seriously. like did I even
1: grow that fast? I was laughing because when I was hanging out with them, I'm like, "You guys are so smart, but you guys are so dumb." All at the same time. Absolutely. They're so smart. Seriously, until they're like, like they don't, they haven't developed like common sense.
0: No, yeah, not at all.
1: And I'm just like, wow, why are you so dumb? Right. But how are you so smart? At the same time. It's so weird. Yeah.
0: Sometimes. I love them to death, though. I know. Sometimes inquiring minds are just stupid. <laughs> they
1: just inquire too much.
0: Yeah. It's almost like okay, now you're kind of overthinking yeah. it. So
1: shut up. <laughs>
0: so basically. Just shut up just shut up
1: it's like they ask so many questions so many questions and it's questions. like what? did What's you need the to ask point of asking so many questions no our brother was like one of them said shut up to the other one mm-hmm. and our brother was like i don't like you telling your brother to shut up that's not cool whatever whatever mm-hmm. and he's like next time i hear you say that there's going to be consequences and then so they ask well what kind of consequences and, like, seriously asking. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah, that that's the, the motherfucking
0: consequence.
1: <laughs>
0: that's a consequence. I'm going to smack you in the face.
1: Even though, you know, our brother does not. Of
0: course. He's about peace and shit. Yeah. So it's, like,
1: good. But this is why I don't have kids.
0: It's just, like, it's interesting to see, like, different parenting styles. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you can't really, like, you know, if a, a set of parents – don't discipline their children you know mm-hmm. the same way as a different set of parents you know exactly. so it's like
1: you know well i think even when it comes to kids it's like one kid may need to be disciplined one way mm. but your next kid may need to be disciplined a whole different way shit i so didn't even it, think about it yeah like that. so it's yeah. difficult because like one Like a set of parents or a parent can discipline all of their kids one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, another set is like, okay, well, we deal with it differently. Yeah. But I don't think that they take into – well, not a lot of parents. They take it into whatever word I'm trying to look for that each kid is different. Not every set of kids is Mm -hmm. different. Each kid themselves is different. Different. That's so crazy. That's, that's crazy. Well, it's crazy. this is cocktail murder,
0: you guys. We drink, we talk about murder, and um, we talk about black victims and people of color victims specifically because their cases are underreported, untold, you know, the spiel. So we're here. Before we get into our cases, though, we get into um, a little bit of a rant belligerent if you will uh, where we get belligerently drunk and we rant about shit
1: just um, shit just shit random
0: shit good shit stupid Literally, shit deep shit shallow like no shit no
1: facts we're just
0: we're just it's drunk just and just we're just talking just drunk and talking um and i i do have a topic Um, kind of. So this is something. Oh, okay. (laughs) So this is something that um I had thought about. You know, I took an edible and I was high, and I was just laying down, and I just started thinking about women in general, and I was just thinking about how fucking powerful we are how powerful and such beautiful advanced creatures we are <laughs> we are honestly yeah, and i maybe are. because i was high i was just like really feeling it but no fuck that like not it's not just because I'm high or was high, it's because it's true. You know, no, we that, can
1: that yeah, that's that's so a fact. that brings
0: up that brings up the point like the history and time you know we love our movie The Other Boleyn Girl, right? Oh, and of course it's movie. like dramatic in certain areas but the truth about um, the story of like the Boleyn sisters is that one of the sisters really did scoop up King Henry, Henry, um, what is it, like 13, 14, 15, whatever, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and basically King Henry, I mean, this is real. Like he was married to uh, Queen Catherine, who basically gave him Spain, mm-hmm. and because of some pussy. Of this girl in England, Mm -hmm. he gave up Spain for that, Mm -hmm. for some pussy. So I just, like, I really think about, like, you know. Pussy is
1: one hell of a drug. Exactly.
0: Like, King Henry, you know, you can say, oh, man, he's so stupid. Sure. But on the other hand, it's like, damn, like,
1: that's how powerful we are as women. Well, men sacrifice literally everything Mm -hmm. for the one they love and i'm mm-hmm. like it doesn't even have to be the one they love it no, could but- be the one with the best vagina mm-hmm. but you know what i think is like i want to know and i guess i've never asked like a man this but what is good vagina Ooh, what makes it good hmm is it like because it's tight? Because it's like, usually, I, I mean, it's usually tight. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: Or wet, or because they're, they they all can't, not, maybe not all tight, but <laughs>
1: yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> most of true. them
0: have that characteristic, right? Right. Where it's I like mean, you get tight, you, you get you can wet, make whatever. It work, like yeah. whatever
1: it is. You know you what can I think it, it is?
0: I think it's like, You know, some women give themselves completely when it comes to sex. And I think what men are feeling in that regard. Is like that sense of connection. And they can't quite put their finger on it. Because mm-hmm. they themselves don't necessarily give a fuck about the connection. They mm-hmm. just give a fuck about like getting their lust off. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then there's something different though. When like you're just fucking. But when you add that emotion in it. there's just, It's so different.
1: Well I mean just given. Okay like the other Berlin girl. Like King yeah. Henry whatever. Yeah. 15, 16 whatever. Um, I'm sure and as a king and as kings were at that time they fucked a lot absolutely and they weren't just fucking their queen they were fucking everybody lot they were fucking anyone they wanted to because they were the king Mm -hmm. and you couldn't say no or you'd be beheaded type shit. and and so like it's whatever so out of all the women that he fucked why was it her in particular you know
0: why, and I don't know but if he this is gave true. Up Spain mm-hmm. for I actually had this conversation with someone over the weekend, and you know I haven't looked into this word, but lust is one powerful Ooh, feeling. That
1: is a good one.
0: Lust is one, one powerful feeling, and something that this guy had told me. Oh, again, you know, we're, we're eating whatever, and we're talking about that, and he was basically saying like. You know, with guys, very blatantly, he said, when it comes to females and getting a female, it's a sport. And it mm-hmm. only feeds our egos. Like, it's like, okay, cool. I got you, mm-hmm. you know? And so he was talking about that. And I was like, that makes sense. Because going off a little bit, I was talking, you know, we were talking about strip clubs. I was like, prime example, lust is so powerful that men are willing to spend their rent check at the strip club. Oh, my gosh, You see yeah. what I'm saying? As opposed to provide mm-hmm. for their home or whatever. Um but then it got. But then he kind of flipped it and said, "Sure." He was like, "But I think it kind of turned into more so like who can throw the most money at this point when it comes to men." Oh, well, and at he the said strip it just. Clip. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. said it got to the point where it's like it's it really is just a sport, and so to have a woman who is more, you know, this woman, not Anne Boleyn, but it's the other. Well, who? The was other yeah, the other Berlin girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, She was a part of the court, so she already had some sort of status. Hmm. So she had to have been sought after. Yeah. And then here comes King Henry, who is the king, and he can get anyone, whomever, whenever, yeah. but he can't get her. So now it's like, damn, I'm willing to give up everything, everything for her, but lust is so her. powerful. Yeah, To that fulfill that
1: lust. It just sucks when – Coming into modern times, mm. it's like, it, that's like the thrill of the chase, right? That's mm. what the sport is it's mm-hmm. the chase.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, as women, not that we need to do anything for men, like, right? At all. But if you want to be with someone, if you want to be in a relationship with a man, it's like, it's weird because we have to find that balance of like, okay, I'm giving you myself, but I'm also still giving you a chase. hmm because once we like give it all up to a man, usually the chase is gone. Like that get thrill poured. is gone. Yeah. That lust is gone. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I got you. Now they're, they're looking for their next challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, that is so scary yeah. as a woman who, if you're a woman that wants to be with someone, like that's, that's a scary Absolutely. thing. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I used to think like, like, well, damn, like I would rather not be with anyone if I have to do all of that. that but right. even me, though, as a woman, I I kind of like a chase. I kind of like a challenge, like not necessarily yeah. me chasing you, but the thought of like, oh, so like you it's possible that you could venture off, but you're choosing me for whatever reason, like, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that it's well, like. Well,
1: we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We talked about the word obsessed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just one of those things where that, I guess that is, we're on two different sides of that because I guess I don't want my man to be obsessed with me, mm-hmm. but I want to know that my man loves The me. fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like he Very true. won't venture off because mm-hmm. he knows what he has. Mm-hmm which is me, you mm-hmm. know? So True. I guess like having that chase, it just doesn't appeal to me because I just don't mm. want to deal with it. Mm. Like, I'm just like, ugh, that yeah. like, that's whack. Like, yeah. I don't want to... Listen, You're... I've been the crazy girlfriend. I've been mm-hmm. through phones. Mm. I have... Save your sanity. Sa- exactly. Oh. Yeah. Like, I just want yeah. peace. And I've Absolutely. just found peace when you have someone who... You feel like really fucks with you. There's you like a only. sense
0: of security there. Yes, there for sure, for, for sure, sure. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. But, that it, I- but
1: that's even then, that's still a balance because you Absolutely. can't get too comfortable with that and, either. And, and I think that's that what sucks. I
0: mean by like, I kind of like that. You know, like knowing that, hey, it's possible that you can venture off. Cause I feel like everyone in a relationship, whether or not you're married, yeah. you should always, like, you know, stay, we talk about this, stay level headed mm-hmm. and stay on your toes, not being paranoid, but just making sure that. Like, you understand at the end of the day, you have yourself if anything right. hits the fan. Mm-hmm. um, So that should anything hit the fan, you're good. Like, you know. Right. um, And I feel like for me, I kind of like that because the, to me, there's a thorough I find thrill in, like, um, in, like, I don't want to use this word because it's not so much pleasing. But I guess that's what it is. It's, like, I find thrill in pleasing someone, like, mm-hmm. like. I guess it's more so like, hey, I'm going to show you what no one else had showed you. And that could be like the masculine energy in me where Mm. it's like, hey, I'm going to take lead on this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. And you're going to be wowed by it because you've never had that, you know? And it's just like, "Ah, it sounds so stupid. We're like, now you're wrapped up in my fingers now because you're like, you know.
1: I I definitely agree. I definitely do take pride in being that, in being the girl that – I'm showing you yeah. things that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. Like I, I take pride and I remember I went on like a date with this guy and we had gone on dates before, but we were in like that talking stage and I took him um, wine tasting. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to take you on a date. You take mm-hmm. me on, you've taken me on so many yeah. dates. I'm going to take you on a date. And we went wine tasting oh. and he was so grateful mm-hmm. because not only has a woman – Never they taken do him that. on a date before. Yeah. But he had never gone wine tasting before at a oh, wow. real winery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I felt so good about that because I felt like I was opening you up to yeah. a whole new world. And you know,
0: you know what that makes me feel like? It makes me feel like a mother. <laughs> And it's like, you know what, son, come sit down. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Yeah. It makes me feel like a mother. It makes me feel like I have this like
1: weird upper hand in something. Yeah, like, there is something about like, that That like, makes me feel like protective. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like <laughs> I kind of want to be like a sugar mama. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god, it's that is my dream. Like, you know, it's oh. weird. It's so weird, but that's like it's like, you know, I wanna, I wanna take care yeah. of you. Let me take yeah. care of you.
1: I remember And here I go telling my business, but I dated this girl back in the day, Mm -hmm. and she was much younger than me, and that was the greatest feeling in the world. Shut up! Because I would like take. I took her on a date. It was stupid to like the Cheesecake Factory, (laughs) and but she was young. I mean, I was like twenty-five. Maybe nothing though. That's good. She was like nineteen. Oh, so she loved it. (laughs) I. Felt like such a sugar mama, so thrilling. It was great, so thrilling, like to have that upper hand. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that sounds it sounds so bad, fun.
0: but that's what oh. it is. Like, I mean, but I don't think it's toxic. I think because you know, we all have masculine and feminine right, energy within exactly. us. I think that was you feeding into your masculine energy. like I just, that's like, just
1: what it is. I was like, this is the life I want to be someone's sugar mama. <laughs> I swear to god, because it was like, I was like, did you? The- Pick her up and everything, yes. I oh did. My god, I picked her up. Oh my gosh, picked her up and everything. And, like, oh my god, it was just like during that time, I was like the I mean, I believe in gender roles, so I was like the, the man, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: So oh my god, it, it was very interesting. What a time! Yeah. I learned during that time that I am not a lesbian, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I'm glad that I tried it. You You're know, like, I look at you as.
1: A little sister.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Little sister zoned her. Poor girl. I'm sorry. If you're listening out there, I'm so sorry. She
1: probably fell in love with you and you had no idea. (laughs) No, I'm sure she did. She no longer speaks to me. Oh, she was hurt. Yeah, she she was hurt. She was. But either way, you know, but now I even like, I do apply those same kind of things to my current like relationships and stuff because I just feel like, yes, I. Once again, I believe in gender roles. I want to be a woman. I want to feel like a woman. I want you to make me feel so pretty and so gorgeous and dainty and, and nice. But when I say... I'm gonna take you out on a date, baby. I'm gonna take you out on a date, okay? There's and when like, we're driving, I'm gonna place my hand on your knee, all of just that. like a nigga, okay? All of that, dude, just like that. All of that.
0: <laughs> it's like that thing of like I feel like, and I'm trying to say this without sounding like fucking weird, but like I feel like I am nurturing like the inner child of the man.
1: When mm-hmm. I have the upper hand, mm-hmm. and that's why
0: I mean, like, I feel like a mother 100%. when I do that, because yeah. it's like, oh, like, yeah, like I'm nurturing that little boy that was probably never nurtured yeah. growing up, and yeah. so, so here I am, only, and I'm here to if, rescue. Even you. if he was
1: nurtured <laughs> growing up, he probably he isn't that. getting that from his like current relationships or previous yeah. relationships or whatever so i definitely i feel i feel that i feel yeah that. now i don't want to be your mama no absolutely not no <laughs> Again, balance yeah, but right.
0: but meaning you a little bit more masculine than me i mean, yeah. that's not on a regular basis
1: but like baby you take care of me i'll take care of you that's Basically, just how yes. Yeah. yeah what's um
0: that one movie uh that musical chicago and mm-hmm. um Queen Latifah's singing part, she said, um, if you're good to mama, mama's good to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like literally,
1: I exactly. feel that exactly. in my spirit. <laughs> yes, yes. I swear you so take care of me. Funny. I promise I'll take care of you. Right, right. Which brings right. me
0: to a, a quick point. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically I was just like, uh, you, on TikTok, whatever, mm-hmm. and, um, it's, you know, this guy was basically saying, like, you know, a lot of men love to say, like, oh, like, well, women, what do you have to bring to the table? And he was like, Well, you guys should ask yourselves, what do you men can what can you men bring to the table other than provide? Because women has
1: they've proven that, that they we can, can provide, provide for ourselves, you know. So what else can you provide? Well, I asked too, I asked someone, a man the other day, like when women when men say that like what can you provide what do you bring to the table what are women supposed to say like what do they expect what do you want us to say say?
0: because we can say Education, we yeah. can say bread, and you guys don't want it. We can say nurturing, we can say and emotional not, support. Yeah,
1: when we say emotional support, we can nurture you. We can, when well, you, we y'all can don't bring want you it, peace. Y'all don't y'all want be it. Like, oh no, that's some broke bitch shit. So, blah, guess blah, blah, what? Blah. But then when what a the girl fuck is like, like, well, I have a Dope-ass job. And I have like, a car. Nah, I make good say money. That. Yeah. That y'all right. are like, no, nah, we ain't talking about that. <laughs> exactly. So what are you? What do you want us they to bring? They don't know because we don't need them. So they don't know what they want anymore. I think
0: they're missing out on the needing. I think yes. they just don't know what it feels like to need uh-huh. <laughs> or uh-huh. what it feels like to not need. To not need. And yeah. they don't know how to act with themselves because – it's coming to a point where m- more women really don't need men,
1: even when it comes to in bed. Coming to a point, we're at that point. I saw uh, this vibrator thing online, and it was like a vibrator, a dildo, and it like sucks your. Clip. Oh my God, the suction. Dang, oh yeah, God. no, I saw that too. What the hell do I right. need a guy? Like, for? What is the point now? And like, honestly, it's come to a point where women can like. And if we want Yo, babies, we can exchange go men. to a sperm donor. Well, yeah. That That's too, it. You know yeah. What I'm saying? If you want
0: babies, go to a and sperm we, donor. we can exchange
1: you- men as much as we want. Like, if we want to be loose, like, because men were have always been a little bit looser than women. Mm-hmm. If women want to be loose, if we're like, well, I could use this little... You know, this little time vagina tickler eight thousand. But I do want somebody (laughs) vagina tickler eight thousand. That's the podcast title, (laughs) vagina tickler eight (laughs) thousand. But I also want somebody to cuddle me tonight. You can find somebody to cuddle you now. I mean, hello. For free, for free too. And that too. (laughs) I mean, like you really don't –
0: and that's the thing. Even cuddling is a want. That's not a need. That is not a need. Everything a man has to offer in our lives are things that – they're bonuses.
1: They're Mm -hmm. things that we want, not need. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing when it comes to men as well. They're trying to figure out what can you bring to the table and they're not realizing that anything a woman brings to the table is a bonus, Boom. They're like, oh, well, I need, what the fuck do you need? So what do you need as a man? If and you, honestly- If you're, you're looking for a woman to do what? If you can do these things, you don't need anything from a woman. It's a bonus look, from if a you're, woman. If
0: you're a man listening to this podcast, we are actually, you know, we have inquiring minds. So we want to know. Yeah, let us know. Like, I, I really want to know, what do you want us women to say? Or what are you looking for? Because, because we don't know. Every, not that we care But (laughs) but we've answered so many types of women had given so many different answers and so many men have denied all answers. So it's like, so what is it then? So I think the real question is, and that you guys have been so in denial for a few fucking years that you need to ask yourselves, what can we do to make your lives better?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, I, I mean, just like we said before, It's not even about what you need to make your lives better. It's just what... Like, what is the bonus that is going to be added to your life? What would you like to be added to Yeah, life? and I'm saying, and, and, and I, I mean, men need that, to, that's with to everyone. look at
0: what, what is the bonus that they can give us? And they are just, they're in denial and they don't want to ask themselves. Yeah, that. because God forbid, I think, lo- oh I gosh. think that you men are deflecting, and which is I crazy. have time to
1: argue that. Yeah, which is crazy because when, a man, like, when we say that, what do you bring to the table? Like, men get offended. And then they're like, well, what do you bring to the table? But we're like, no, we just, we want can bring stability. everything your mama and your we, dad. We brought. want stability. <laughs> we want you to make a good amount of money, we can bring which, which your falls mom and into your dad stability. Brought. We want to be protected. We, we do want to be provided for. We want a man to be a man. We want to be loved. We want to be cuddled. We want to have peace in the home. We want a family. So we can literally tell you and list out exactly what we want, where when it's on the other side, men are like, "Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Like, we don't, we don't, we don't know. know what you want. We don't because know because you, you guys don't, don't know even, what you yeah, want.
0: exactly. You guys don't even list it out. So I just think you, men are deflected. Men just
1: hate women." Mm i'm gonna say some some men i'm gonna say that because someone called me out the other day and was mm-hmm. like well you're saying all men and i'm like i didn't say all men i'd be saying men and then he'd be like well still and so i'm gonna okay. say some men some because men. there are still some good men in the world Absolutely. i do want to highlight that yeah there are good I, men. Yeah, yeah i saw a meme yeah. the other day and it was like don't get it twisted. Like there are good men out absolutely. here, and yeah, I do, I never want to sound like the bitter bitch. Yeah, you know, no. and we're not bitter. Ever.
0: We've encountered great men. Um, we, you know, so right. yeah, they're they're very
1: well in our lives. But, but y'all need to get it the fuck
0: absolutely together, absolutely period. As a
1: whole, please. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Well. Okay, I don't know who's first. Me
0: neither. Should I, Should we check? I actually, I have no idea. It might be you. Is it me? We'll just say it's me. Sure, <laughs> we'll just go with
1: it. We'll just go with it. I'm gonna. Last just, uh, episode, oh, we didn't even do a story. I know we so. were just ranting
0: about that one lady at the grocery store. Ugh, Hilarious. That bitch. right? Hilarious. Ugh, girl. Again, don't let anyone else ruin your day, guys. Honestly, because apparently honestly. we ru- we ruined hers by Literally. not cutting her. So. <laughs> Um I'm going to drink some of this. By the way, I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking Snoop Dogg's wine. Um
1: yeah, Chica's drinking. I mean, uh Taj is drinking. Oh, it's a rosé called Prophecy Rosé. Ooh, pretty good. The Not Prophecy. Bad. The Prophecy. The
0: Prophecy has spoken. Okay. Um I'm going to sip this.
1: All right. Let's get into it. I'm so, like, sorry. I'm on my phone. I'm trying to set up a dick appointment. But we'll oh. see how it goes. <laughs> you know he coming. <laughs> you right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, it's that chase. That chase. So you, gotta, you know. Okay. Anyways. So um, this story. Okay. So it's a little bit different than what we've been covering, but in the same – Shit. You see what I'm saying? Same category, just different a little bit, (laughs) but whatever. So I'm just going to get into it. All right. So um, we're going to make our way to Rwanda. So we're going to jump right into the story. Okay, here we go. When Grace was a child, she had a pretty exceptionally good childhood. She came from a big family of 11 siblings, so the house is full. Uh, Yeah. Clearly. (laughs) Basically, they were just one big, happy family until April 7th of 1994 when the Rwanda genocide took place. Okay, so Grace watched her father, uncles, and older brother leave the home to never return again. As a child, Grace had no idea what was going on. She was just kind of going with whatever her mom told her to do. Whoever was left in the house of within the 11 siblings had to leave the home for days at a time to hide in nearby bushes. Mm. And this went on for some time until one day they returned back to their home with their house burned to ashes. Wow. Desperate, they find are desperate, they turned to neighbors and anyone who was willing to help what was left in Grace's family or who was left in Grace's family. They ended up finding a man who was willing to help hide the family. Mm. Guards would do a routine search on the man's home to see if he was hiding anyone in general. And one day, Grace, her mother, and Grace's two siblings got caught. They ran out to the field in their separate ways, and that was the last time Grace saw her mom. Wow. Grace and a few of her siblings ended up at their aunt's house for hiding. This was a safe haven for only a brief moment when guards came to knock and do their routine search sometime late in the night. The guards told the family to walk outside and line up. As they were lining up, Grace's aunt asked the guard to spare their lives by giving them money. The guards took the money and agreed. However, they were deceitful and they ended up shooting the aunt dead, including um, the aunt's daughter who was Grace's cousin who was right next to her.
1: I was just about to say money talks, but clearly not in that case. No. Wow. That's so. Oh,
0: man. The rest of the family dispersed. As Grace was running away, she got hit by a baton. In that moment, she had pretended to be dead. A young man who was also in the group was shot and ended up laying right on top of her. The horror didn't end there with Grace. She also heard a baby crying who was on the back of one of the women who was killed. And one of the guards was ordered to finish the baby off. Oh my and this gosh. is all while she's pretending to be dead. Yeah. So and she said basically like it's in the nighttime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was kind of like like it. she got away with pretending to be dead, wow. you know? And then you have a dead body on top on of top you of that you. fell on top of you and then you hear a guard shoot a baby. Yeah.
1: That's- well, that, that reminds me of our grandparents mm-hmm. in the stories that they've told us that mm-hmm. during the war on Guam… Um, like grandma used to, for one, she used to, she was very fair skinned. Yeah. So she would pack her skin with mud to mm-hmm. make her look a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, but then she would have to hide under piles of dead bodies so that she wouldn't be found. Mm-hmm. And that is probably one of the imagine. scariest things anyone could ever have to yeah, do. Yeah, could ever endure. Like I. That's crazy. I can't imagine. Yeah. Wow.
0: Once it was safe to move, Grace got up and went back into the house to sleep. She woke up in the morning seeing all of the dead bodies around the home. She heard footsteps, but it happened to be her younger sister who was hiding behind the house during the time they were lined up. They heard further footsteps, so Grace and her younger sister prepared to leave and run away but they found out quickly that it was their brother who was badly injured and sliced up by a machete. Wow. He survived to that. Oh. The siblings started on their journey to safety, looking disheveled. They came across a French military vehicle where other people around the area pleaded the military men to take them, Grace, like the kids, in, um, but they, the military refused and told Grace that they needed to leave. Um, so that whoever injured them won't come back and finish the job pretty Mm -hmm. much, which like, like I, I can't imagine, especially as a child, you look at who's supposed to be your country's, even though like the French military is not their country, but like Mm -hmm. someone who is supposed to be, supposed to be an ally or a hero and they don't save you.
1: Yeah. That's, that's terrible.
0: It sounds awfully familiar.
1: yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. You look towards
0: heroes, you know, who's supposed to be your country's hero, yeah. and they don't
1: exactly—they're nope. not saving you I was just from about harm. To say the same, yeah. yeah. Very true.
0: Um, Grace and her two siblings head toward another family member's, their uncle's home, where they were welcomed. Routine searches continued, and it got to the point where Grace and her two siblings had to leave again. Wow. Throughout the days and nights, they finally make their way to a refugee camp. So, Grace, her younger sister, and younger brother survived the Rwanda genocide of 94. They reconnected with an older sister who happened to live in Canada during that time. As far as the rest of the family, they do not know whether they're dead or alive. The genocide lasted for 100 days. Oh, within that is so long. Within 100 days, 100 million people were murdered. Mm. Milit-
1: 100 million 100
0: million. Yes. 100 million within 100 days. Oh my
1: gosh. 1 million people per day. That's crazy.
0: It's crazy within wow. a day. Yeah. So, militias uh, the militia were formed against the Tutsi group and the Hutu people um slaughtering the families for God knows what mm. um I mean I you hate you see hate in all sorts of different groups like Nazi Germany and yeah you know the Jewish people you know what I mean so I it's mean, just we're,
1: yeah we're even seeing now with Palestine it's oh yes and such Israel. a sad. Yeah. Oh, so sad to follow that. I, I had to actually stop looking at, like, updates on it because I, I just it's tore me apart every it's time devastating. I watched it. Absolutely. So this was just
0: one of those things where you mm-hmm. have different ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just kind of going – There's against. a movie, too, called
1: Hotel Rwanda. Yes. I'm
0: like, I don't know if you watched yes, it. Yes, I have. A long time oh. ago, and it definitely, like – yeah, like that was an eye opener at such a young age. Mm-hmm. It was such an eye opener of like what the fuck goes down yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um so um so this was Grace's story basically of what I just told. Wow. Um, she said that after leaving a country where everyone understood um her because they went through the same thing then leaving to go to a completely different country where she had no, where they, the people had no idea what was going on or what she was going through was just extremely hard for her. It was hard for her to um, adjust. It got to the point where Grace's older sister who had lived in Canada didn't even know how to help her because her older sister didn't even yeah, like go through that. right? Um, Grace internalized the trauma and pain for years um, until this moment where she's 38 years old, married with a beautiful daughter. Um, and yeah, that's that's the story. I just – I found it interesting, so mm-hmm. I wanted to just share it. Um, Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. She – I think that, um, you know, they, our point is to talk about stories that are untold and, and you know, speak for victims who – you know, Mm -hmm. don't have platforms basically. And even for Grace to express that at 38 years old, she was finally, she's finally able to talk about the trauma that she's been through. I mean, we know like with our grandparents, um, you know, although it wasn't so long ago, but for us, it was long ago for them to, um, like, live during war. And, like, with this, this happened in 94. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's not that long ago yeah, no, that this war was going on, and you have a Why, child. It was a genocide. Exactly. And um, basically, Grace was pretty much saying that, like, I had to go from surviving, like, in survival mode, to, um, like, literally acting like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. She said that in high school, she was reading um, like in her English class, they were reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. And she said to every other student, They were just reading it and watching the movie because it's a part of the curriculum. But to her, it was encouragement for her to speak out on Mm -hmm. her pain and the trauma that she's been through. She said that teachers, the school didn't even know that she was a refugee. No one knew because Mm -hmm. she just internalized it because no one could – you can't possibly understand. Yeah,
1: I mean – You know? yeah. The trauma that goes into that I can't is probably even imagine. ridiculous. And then again, yeah, it's like even if you told your story, how could anyone ever yeah. understand where you're coming and from? And so you
0: go from a household growing up of 11 siblings to now
1: it's just four of you guys, mm-hmm. no parents. And then you just went through all of this. Yeah. Like, just ugh, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that is the story of Grace and her um, surviving story of the Rwanda genocide.
1: Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to tell my story. Move my mic a little bit. <sighs> this is going to be the story of Deanna Cook. Okay. So Deanna Cook was stunning, vibrant, and athletic. And she was this way since a very early age. She ran track and she was always running. Her mom would always say she loved to run. And I used to tell her all the time, when you get upset, just run. When things don't go your way, just run. Um, And with that Mm. mindset as a track athlete, Deanna Cook broke records. All the time, um, because she just basically, if anything went wrong, she channeled that into um, running wow. and yeah. and she killed it. She killed it. Um, she was not just a star on the track field, but Deanna was the constant center of attention in her tight knit family in Dallas. That's where she's from. Um <clears throat> Uh, She was known to basically always be on 10. She was vivacious and fun. Mm. And we've talked about having like charisma before. And that's how her family talks about Deanna is that she was just full of charisma. She was the life of the party. Yes. Um, Now, her and her family did grow up in a rough neighborhood in Dallas, Mm. but she made it her mission to move out of the hood. And that's exactly what she did. She had two daughters moved them out the hood, and she lived in a very, like, nice, I would say, like, a middle-class-ish neighborhood. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and, And, yeah, she was always close with her family. She loved her daughters. Wonderful human being is what we see in the articles about her. But one day, she went completely off of the radar, and her family became concerned she went missing. And after missing for three days, Deanna's mother, her sister, and her two daughters went to her home to check on her. Because uh, basically what happened is they went to the home because she wasn't answering her phone. They knocked on the door and she didn't answer. They were like, okay, whatever. But then after three days, they were like, okay nah. she's still not even calling us not talking to us there's there's something weird about this especially because she has two daughters and the two daughters hadn't heard from her either oh no and so it's like okay something's weird upon arrival to deanna's house everything seemed normal the home was quiet um but it's usually quiet mm-hmm But when they knocked on the door, there was no sign of Deanna at all. They started peeping through the windows, knocking on the side doors, and they were just doing everything that they could to try to see inside. But unfortunately, they couldn't because there were blinds in the way or whatever. Then they noticed that by the garage door, there was a river of water flooding into the gutter. So it kind of looked like there was like a huge pipe burst or something. And the water was just like... Oh, flowing, yeah. like gushing into, into the gutter. Deanna's mom called the police and she was told the most ridiculous process. Deanna's mom called and said that she needed someone to come to the house because her daughter had been missing. There is a pipe burst in the house and nobody's answering yeah. the doors. She said that she could hear her dogs barking inside of the house, but once again, oh, no. there was no sign yeah, of Deanna. yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um, The dumbass operator said that the police should be the last resort and would not send anyone out. What? On the call, the operator asks, and I quote, Have you called all of the jails and hospitals? What? Deanna's mom replies, No, I have not. Ma'am, can you just send some police out here? And before Deanna's mom could even finish her sentence, the operator says, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, you have to do that first. What a bitch. What a bitch. What the fuck? Have you called the hospitals in jails? It's called a wellness check, if anything. Right, at the very least. Yeah. Right, exactly. Oh my God, do your job. Hello. Deanna's mom began, began pleading with the operator like no. basically like dude like I don't care you what know. you say just yeah. bring, bring a police unit yeah. out here but her sister said hang up the phone I'm about to break this door down yeah. and she did exactly that oh, she no. kicked it open she kicked it the first time a second time and on the third time the door opened. Which I always see in, like, movies when people try to, like, bust doors open Dude, and they have such shoulders. a hard time. Yeah. I'm just like, if I wanted to bust the door down, I wonder if I really could. If you really could. Yeah. I've never tried it, but. I'd, I think that on top
0: of adrenaline,
1: like, needing like to really, get inside. Yeah. You probably could. Yeah. Probably. I could agree with that. Okay. So she kicked the door open and as they walked in, they were hit with the most overwhelmingly terrible terribly ghastly smell they immediately began gagging and wrenching that's how bad the smell was the house was clean but there was water everywhere the four of them followed the water that was flowing from the back of the house and when they passed by Deanna's room Deanna's mom pushed the door open with only two fingers and when she did that the door fell off the hinges That's when they saw the entire bedroom and it was completely trashed. It looked like there had been a brutal flight. I'm sorry, a brutal fight. Mm -hmm. The tables were flipped over. There was jewelry everywhere and it was just a complete mess. Deanna's mom called the police again when they saw that so that she could describe the scene. The operator said that she would send police to the um, to the house this time. Before getting off the phone with the dispatcher, her mom opened the attached bathroom to the, to Deanna's bedroom. And she let off a huge scream. This is so sad because these, uh, 911 phone calls are recorded. So you can actually go and hear. Yeah. And listen to it. The operator was trying to get her to describe what she saw, but she couldn't verbalize it at the moment. Um, Which is, like, so crazy. Like, she just, like, screamed. Like, it's like, no, I don't want to describe what's going on right now. Like, what the fuck? And in the phone call, you can hear the operator saying, ma'am, did you find her? Ma'am, do you see her? Do you see her? And all you can hear is Deanna's mom screaming, like, on the other side of the phone. God, that's horrific. Deanna saw her daughter. I mean, sorry. Deanna's mom saw her daughter. Deanna's body lay naked, lifeless, no. and face down in the tub. Fuck. The water was still running, but it was completely red from her blood. She had been strangled and drowned in that tub. Shit. Mayor Mike Rawlings stated. We failed her, the system failed her, the neighbors next door failed her, the media failed her, and I, the mayor, failed her. She had been living in fear for years. Shut up. Oh my god, okay. So she began a tumultuous, volatile, and often violent relationship in 2008 with Delvecchio Patrick. On January 3rd of 2009, Shamara Ingram, who was Deanna's friend, visited Deanna at her home in Box Springs, Texas. Mm -hmm. Later, Del Vecchio arrived in a rage, yelling, why you ain't answering the phone? Why you not answering my phone calls? Mm. Deanna tried to calm him down as the fight continued into the bedroom. Shamara witnessed Del Vecchio lifting Deanna up by her neck and choking her as she struggled for air. In a panic, Shamara screamed and Delvecchio dropped Deanna to the floor. He then started yelling at Shamara, the friend, to shut the fuck up Mm. or he would do the same to her. To escape the violence, Shamara ran outside and called the police. While outside, she could still hear the noises of Delvecchio beating Deanna in the house. No. Eventually, the police made it to the scene, but by the time they arrived, Delvecchio was gone. Deanna told the responding officer that Delvecchio grabbed her by the neck, choked her, and threatened her with a knife. Oh, my God. The officer noted that there were finger marks on her neck, and her <gasps> voice sounded raspy. Before he left, the police officer gave Deanna a family violence package, and she inquired about a personal protective disorder. Or, or, Sorry, protective order. order yeah. Oh, First of all, don't hand me a family violence package. Yeah. Help me. Like right now. Right now. I don't want a fucking packet. This man choked me and held a knife to me. And you're going to give me a packet? So once again, she requi- she inquired Jesus about a personal Christ. protective order from that point. A while later, police located Del Vecchio and arrested him, mm. but he was immediately released. Despite the violence, the couple reconciled and got married. No! Ladies, please, Ladies. Please don't. Please don't. Just don't. And this is what happens with a lot of women that are in domestic violent relationships. According to Deanna's family, Deanna believed that getting married would improve their relationship. Fuck. Didn't
0: we have this conversation earlier about you just think that dudes would just do a 360 if they put a ring on it? I mean, we had this off mic, but still. Yeah.
1: But still, it's yeah, not just no. because you
0: have a ring on your finger doesn't mean that they're gonna, no, I mean, just, not 360, 180.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> just because he says sorry doesn't no. mean he's gonna change. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, if that's so, if you have a child with him, it doesn't, that's mean, not gonna change him, doesn't either. mean anything. Um, he's
0: still who he is, yes.
1: But of course, in a lot of some uh situations like this, things did not get better. They actually only got much, much worse. So Deanna reported her husband, um, well, her now husband, Delvecchio, hundreds of times. She ended up divorcing him eventually okay. because of the violence. And oh, I mean, uh, she I came to her boiling point; she was done. Yeah. Um, but that did not stop his violent behavior. He would stalk her, he would show up to her home, he no. would watch her from across the street. She would call him, she would call the police and report him. I mean, she's reported him Jesus. so many times. She asked for help from so many people but never got any. Authorities ignoring her cry for help is what would lead to her ultimate demise.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: She made one last phone call to the police on Del Ah. Vecchio on August of 2012. The operator answers the phone call and all you can hear is screaming for her life.
0: On the other end
1: Deanna yells stop it, stop it, stop it Over and over and over again And once again you guys I don't know if you guys are are Like are into this Or not into it but can stomach it But these 911 phone calls Are recorded and they're They're on the internet I mean they're on YouTube It is gut wrenching I mean it is so sad to hear These phone calls She is screaming, pleading for her life. She's saying stop it over and over again. And the dumbass dispatcher, after she is yelling and screaming to stop it, says, Hello, if you need police, fire, or ambulance, I need an address. Deanna was clearly not in the place. Not to only to talk to anyone, but to provide an address to anyone. She probably didn't even hear the operator. No, she probably just called like, this
0: is my last hope. I hope they fucking answer and find me because I'm about to die. I
1: am going to die. That is exactly what I think her her thought process was. Okay, as the call goes on. It gets more and more chilling. She starts saying, please, Delvecchio, please don't hurt me. Delvecchio, why are you doing this? Fuck. The cr- uh, I'll, I'll talk about this later. Okay. Okay, but then you can hear him in the background. You can oh, hear goodness. him saying, like, he's, like, mocking her. Where's the police? Where's no. the police then? Ugh, then he God. says over and over again, he says, I'll kill you. I'll kill you, I'll kill you. Then at that point, you can hear her being strangled. You can hear her grasping for air. Then you can hear the water that she was being drowned in. The phone call lasted about 15 minutes. And then after the 15 minutes, there were a few seconds of silence, just pure silence. And then all of a sudden, all you can hear is, Hello ma'am, do you need police, fire, or ambulance?
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. Girl,
1: I just Oh my God. Oh or heart. Oh my God. And I I paused earlier because her saying like, Delvecchio, please don't hurt me. Delvecchio, why are you doing this? I think she knew she was going to die. The dispatcher?
0: No, oh her
1: Deanna. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think she knew she was gonna die, but I think she was saying his name oh, because she knew it was being oh, recorded. No. I am. I am. Fuck. Th- I think to make it clear, like this, this is, him. is Del Vecchio. Yeah. Yes, I think that oh, that was no. hers knowing she was going to die, but I'm going to let y'all know who is doing this. Yeah, poor baby. I just can't believe after all that screaming and pleading and asking, clearly dying on the phone. Yeah, that is just... Then the operator is like, ma'am, do you need police, fire or ambulance? She she was on the line the whole time, listening to everything that was happening and then when it went silent she was she was like do you need police fire or ambulance was she even pre- like the dispatcher like mentally present like did clearly, she, she couldn't be. I mean, when you listen to it, you would think like, "Oh, this sh- this shit is emergency." Yeah. You when know. you listen to it, she was clearly not panicked at all.
0: She like I, at all. Maybe the dispatcher just wasn't there mentally. Like, she just fucking.
1: But you can't have that job if you're not there mentally. Absolutely. And honestly, come on. If I was a dispatcher, even if I wasn't there mentally, say I had a very long weekend. So tired. You don't think that, 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 that that'll is wake wake, wake somebody the, yeah, up? That'll wake you the fuck up. Oh my gosh. That I just, I can't even believe that. Okay, for some reason, this wasn't immediately considered an emergency, obviously. The police unit did not arrive to the home until 50 minutes. Shut up! Almost a full hour when the call was placed, after the call was placed. Oh my God. And guess what? It gets even worse. The police arrived to the home, knocked on the door, and when there wasn't an answer, they left. Deanna was dead in the home when the police got there. Dude, they got there and after all of that on the phone, they should have came with fucking battery rams to knock knock a wall over to get in there. Remember, her Mm. mother... Her sister and her daughters found her body three days after they had gone missing. She had called the police two days prior to this. So not only on the day of she was killed, the police came, didn't hear, didn't get an answer to the door and left. But for two days after that, no one came. For two days after that, the police didn't do a welfare check, a wellness check, nothing. Like, I was just so sad. Delvecchio, of course, was arrested because the police came after her entire family found her naked, drowned in the bathtub. Wow. Delvecchio ended up pleading not guilty, saying that Deanna was a drug addict and was hallucinating on the phone at the time of the call that was his his case
0: fucking idiot
1: this guy is disgusting they found that he had a tattoo of deanna screaming and she was on fire shut the fuck up this was tatted on him this guy was not remorseful at all. Clearly. When one of Deanna's daughters gave her impact statement in court, Delvecchio gave her the middle finger. Oh, my God. He was sentenced to 85 years in prison. As he fucking should. Which to me, this is Texas who has the death, death penalty. penalty. Now, you- Someone who doesn't show remorse. Was it like he flipped off her sister when she was giving her statement? I just, I can't. You have a tattoo of your wife or ex-wife burning and she's screaming and you tatted that on yourself you deserve the death penalty absolutely but i also hope
0: that his dreams haunt him for the rest of his fucking for the life. rest of his
1: life he's clearly psychotic absolutely there's no way you can't be you absolutely. can't do all this and not be psychotic i hope he tortures himself in honestly jail. i hope he's thrown in those little uh what are they called where it's solitary solitary and it. i hope mm-hmm. he like bangs his head against the wall so hard and so much that he ends up killing himself absolutely that's how i feel about this guy absolutely because of deanna's case the texas 911 emergency response system has been revamped domestic violence calls have been given higher priority and staffing has been increased There is a foundation that was started by Deanna's family called Deanna's Voice, which is giving back to families that have lost their family members unexpectedly, especially those in domestic violence cases. You know, the article or the video that I was watching on this, which actually came from Crime Watch Daily on YouTube, her mother, uh, when they were interviewing her, uh, the interviewer said, if there's anything you can say to Delvecchio, what... Would you say? Mm, what would she and say? she said, "I forgive him."
0: You know, I would never understand that. I will never understand. I would never that understand that. Ever. I understand you forgive for yourself. I don't think it's so much forgiveness, though. I just think you find acceptance in what happened. Mm-hmm. To find peace. I don't think it's forgiveness. You understand that
1: he's a terrible fucking person
0: that and took you just the have, life of
1: your daughter. And you just have to accept and you, the reality of yes, that. And I, yes. I
0: believe in p- finding peace in that and understanding, okay, it happened. I don't understand forgiveness, and I am a God-fearing woman, and I don't even understand forgiveness. I don't
1: understand it whatsoever. How can you forgive someone like that? I don't even know this man, and I don't know Deanna or her family, and there's no way I can even say that this man deserves a second chance of anything. Zero remorse. He flipped off her daughter, who he has kids and she had kids. When they got married, they, like, combined their kids, basically. They I were, am like, in a no family. place
0: of judging his spirit, but I hope he finds God in jail and God sends him to hell. And God is like, nah, nigga. You're too bad. Sorry. You're too –
1: you're far beyond Seriously? what I can fix. Seriously. I really hope that. Dude. Yes. So that is the story of Deanna Cook. Rest her soul.
0: <sighs> that's fucked up, man.
1: All right. Wow, what a story.
0: I know, both like your. I know both stories, but your story is just like that's gonna stick with me for sure. Oh, so sad. it's just one of those stories, you know. And it, yeah, it, yeah. If you're involved in domestic violence, you, you know, it, it's hard to talk to people or you know someone who is involved in domestic. <laughs> a yeah, domestic violence we, relationship I mean,
1: we've known you, people that were in domestic mm-hmm. you know so violence.
0: it's hard to talk them out of it but yeah i mean even though i'm sure her mom and her sister knew about what was going on a little <gasps> bit um or they had an idea and they knew that after three days of not talking to her they knew something was up mm-hmm. so keep in touch with your people who are involved <gasps> well, because yeah,
1: even that it sounds like just like i said like I feel like she knew that she was going to die when she dialed 911 so for the last sad. time. Yeah. It kind of sounds like to her family, when she went missing for three days, maybe they knew as well Shit. that for Some- her to not talk to us for three days, there is a big There's chance something- that he has something to do with that. Yeah. Something's up with that. Oh, so. that's so scary.
0: It is. It's scary and it's sad. Yeah, such stories. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for tuning in yes. this week. You guys it's are awesome. Cocktail murder. Yeah, we really love you guys. Not yeah. even gonna lie, so like just- we really do love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We say this like almost every episode. We appreciate your loyalty with our with our podcast, mm-hmm. and um, we appreciate you for even passing the word on to other people. I know on our Instagram, a recent Instagram live, someone made a comment. They brought their friend. On to us and they were like yeah this is the podcast I listen to and it would, it really felt good so it feels yeah. good to know that you guys are fucking with us and are sharing us with right. other people because um, awesome. if you had a podcast we'd fuck with you too So, yeah. <laughs> and yes. if, if you do have a podcast let us know <laughs> if, if you guys are another podcast who are also like you know faithful listeners let us know we'd love to um shoot the shit with you guys we're and like, also tune in we're always
1: up for cross promotion absolutely we would love to share each other's podcast we are yeah. a community and absolutely so we always want to share you guys you guys share us and yes. we can all build this everybody is b yeah everybody everybody so that's, all, <laughs> that's all we want to do yeah them. thank you for listening yes
0: and uh we can uh cheers it out to the next yep. Clink. clink. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys